what up, it's your boy Cool Shep. This podcast is brought to you by my boy Joey T and Tyrese Maxi. But right now, you know, we just maxing on the courts, hailing from the streets of South Philly. Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there, but right now, we go up you on how we just chill. What is going on, Sixers fans? Welcome back into another edition of Trust the Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Tooman, as always, and... So far before this NBA season's begun, you know, I've previewed the Eastern Conference, I've previewed the Western Conference, but this is a Sixers podcast first and foremost, and it's time to go even a little bit deeper on the Sixers ahead of the start of their season on October 24th. And to do that, I'm joined by frequent guest of the pod, fellow Sixers fan, and he's got his Philly sweatshirt on right now, fellow Phillies fan as well. Darian Capabianco is here once again. Darian, thank you for joining me today. Oh, of course. Always glad to be here. Let's go, man. It's going to be Hopefully a good season, but may end up in some pain again. Hopefully uh, not. Yeah, that's usually what happens with the Sixers. I'm glad the Phillies are kind of relieving that pain right now. But to talk Sixers, so weird offseason, but some good things, some bad. You know, Doc Rivers, we wanted him gone. He's gone. We got Nick Nurse coming in now, who's had a lot of success. Championship uh, in Toronto, of course, but, you know, beat us in that seven-game series, that terrible Kawhi shot, of course. But now he's on our side. But – can't all be good because we still got this hardened situation to situate itself. So right now, all indication is that Harden's going to play for this team because basically he can't just sit out and take lose all that money. He already lost in his mind a lot of money because he didn't get that contract he wanted. To me, he's got to play well for the Sixers because I think he's getting traded. But if he wants that contract, he's got to play well. He can't continue to be or he can't be a bad teammate. He can't continue to you know have bad playoff series. So. What's your thoughts on Harden right now? Are you upset that the Sixers let him, you know, be on the roster on opening night? Or are you glad that they're kind of taking their time, just like they did with Simmons, to see, like, if they can get more for him? Because it's it's just weird to assess his value right now. No, this is a really weird situation. And I'm not necessarily upset that he's on the roster because, obviously, I'd rather not dump him for something that he's not worth. But I still think he can be, like, a piece on this team. I still think he can help us. With, you know, we're trying to win a championship. He wants to win a championship. He also wants to get paid, but which one do you want more? Do you know what I mean? And if you want a championship, why not just stay here and try? I like the moves we made, like the coach we brought in. Like, I I like this team right now. And if Harden plays, I think our starting five looks really nice. Yeah, I agree. I think that the problem I have is I just don't think there's a world where Harden's here. Like, I've had it with him, but at the same time, it's just so hard because, like you say, our roster's good, and if he plays, even if it's for half the season, he's going to make us – we're going to be very competitive in, in, the, in the Eastern Conference. To me, what's going to – my prediction is he plays well enough that at the deadline he's going to be a free agent this summer. They can trade him but actually get some assets because right now nobody wants to give up anything valuable for him because they're spooked by the way he's handled this offseason. But I don't know. It's very strange because with Nick Nurse coming in, and all the players are talking about how the team feels more selfless. There's more ball movement. Like James Harden, in theory, as you know, the NBA assist leader should be perfect for that. But then you hear rumors like he told Houston he wanted to go there so he could lead the league in scoring again when, you know, he's 34 years old. He hasn't done that in four or five years. He's had some playoff collapses. It's hard when your point guard, who's supposed to, you know, be the selfless guy on the team, is seemingly like one of the more selfish players in the league right now in terms of how he sees himself compared to everybody else yeah and that's the thing like he literally have to play every game like he did 
in that Celtics series when he went off for, what was it, 45? He'd yeah. have to play like that every night, and I don't know if he's capable of that because he didn't even do it in that series. So no team is really going to ask him to do that. He's just not really showing up right now. If he shows up, this is a team. This mm-hmm. is a good good team if he just like shows up and plays. When you look at it, we have a duo, Harden and Embiid. If he leaves and all we get is bench players and a pick or two, then we're left with, well, who do you slide in that point guard? Pat Bev, Melton? Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? And, like, not saying, like, I like Pat Bev and everything, and we'll talk about that later on. I wouldn't want him starting on this team when we could have Harden or could have a contributor like that starting. I want someone of about equal value, could be even less, but as long as they just, like, provide value and they can play alongside Maxi and B, that's all we really need. Yeah. And everyone talks about the Clippers. That's like where he wants to go. I think part of the reason he's this trade hasn't happened yet is they don't have anyone to give us back that can kind of make up for that. Like you're saying, like the Clippers don't have a point guard besides Russell Westbrook, and they're not going to trade him because they 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 want to have him on the team. Norman Powell's name's been floated around. I like him, but this team's upgraded its depth. And Tyrese Maxey's a terrific scorer. So Tobias Harris might you know, have more of a role this year if Harden's not on the team or not playing every night so or it gets traded. So I like Norman Powell, but he's not a ball handler and he's not an elite defender. Like, he's not really making up for Harden or improving upon Harden in any way. I don't know if the Clippers are the team that's going to be, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe by February, a different team emerges that wants Harden. But for now, you know, we don't know what that team's going to be. So I agree with you. If they are trading him, they need to figure out a way to get value for him. And I guess that's why, like we said, like that's why they're holding out and they didn't just panic and do it a month ago. But who that becomes, like who's going to be those players, that's going to be the key for this Sixers team. Because like you said, this is a good team. Everyone wants to say, well, the Sixers choked again, they're done. It's like, well, maybe, maybe so. You know, I don't think they can beat Boston and Milwaukee. I, that's a concession I will make. Last season, I was like, Sixers are going to contend for the title this year. I'm not saying that this year. Unfortunately, it's just the case. I mean, Boston's got all-stars in their lineup. The Bucs might have the best duo in the league. But it doesn't mean I want to waste the season. And I want to keep Embiid long-term. I want to, I want him to be motivated to stay. And that, that's why they need to make sure they get this right. So when you talk about, you know, you still think this is a really good team. What about the team now? versus you know the depth last year the starting five last year what do you think they improved the most like what are you excited about why do you think they they can improve upon last year well i think when you look at all of these teams that go deep into the playoffs like boston like denver like los angeles most years you you look at the players that are surrounding their star players you look at the bench and the coach and i think that we really improved on our coach this year i think doc rivers his late game adjustments just weren't it. And I think Nick Nurse is going to be a lot better at doing that. And that's something that we were lacking in the past couple of years with Doc. And I think another thing that we were really lacking, and I noticed this last year in the series against Boston, was depth. Because whenever, you know, Embiid and, and the starters went out, Tatum went out, and it was just our bench versus their bench, we were getting cooked. It was <laughs> bad. So I think, you know, these additions, like we, we picked up Danny Green, and, you know, a lot of people like to, you know, make a joke about that but he's been a solid contributor on championship teams multiple times in his career part of why we made that run a couple years ago when Mm -hmm. we unfortunately lost to atlanta anyway (laughs) i I just think you know the guys that we sign i like their grit and i like their passion and they just provide good depth and i think those are three key things that these philly teams have been missing over the last couple years 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, Danny Green, you know, coming back to Philly, I, I want to say it's because of Philly, but he did play with Nick Nurse in Toronto as well. So there might there I don't know what the connection is there, but he's back. Pat Bev, you mentioned earlier. Those are like the vets. And I, I think there's Pat Bev's definitely going to play. We'll see what Danny Green does coming off his injury. But, you know, it's been a year and all he needs to do is shoot. I actually hope he plays. Like, I want to see Danny Green. I like Danny Green. I want to see him back in the rotation. But, uh, you know, they brought in Ubre, They brought in Mo Bamba. Like, these are younger, more athletic guys who, like, they're on the minimum. But these are guys who've scored a lot before. They've been starters. Like, Ubre, he's a 20-point guy on Charlotte. I know Charlotte stinks. But in Philly, off the bench, what's it? You know what another thing the 76ers haven't had? Guys who can get above the rim. Guys who can catch a lob from a point guard. Guys who can... You know, just sprint up and down the court like we haven't had athletes. And just for that, like Ubre and Springer, like I think those guys are going to play a lot. I think they're going to be important. And, you know, Paul Reed's back. I'm glad we re-signed him. There's depth, like you're saying. Like we can adjust now because before it was, you know, backup center is another thing that's been a problem. Now we have two different kind of backup centers. We got Paul Reed for that grit that you're talking about. But Bo Mo Bamba, he can score. He can shoot the three. Like, where where has that guy been for five years? A three point shooting center like that, like it's twenty twenty three in the NBA. We haven't had anyone like that. So, I mean, besides Embiid, of course. So the depth across the board, yeah, I, I think it's going to be huge. And with Nurse coming in, you can already kind of sense the change. Just hearing what guys are talking about him, like, what do you think about the Sixers? Just the fact that we have a good proven coach, former coach of the year, former champion, where the Celtics and the Bucks you know, very shaky coaching situations. Do you think Nick Nurse can be that much of a difference maker for us? Oh, 100%. And like I said earlier, the late game adjustments of Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse are just not comparable at all. Like Nurse is so much better. And another thing I like about him is his aggressive style on defense. And I think that's something that we were lacking under Doc Rivers too. And the fact that we brought in guys who you know can contribute on defense like beverly he's such a dog like mm -hmm. we're going to be able to use all these guys in such smart ways that these philly teams haven't seen before under doc rivers and i i, I don't know just something about nick nurse like when we were you know when we fired doc and we were looking at coaches this is the guy i wanted just because right. of his resume his defense and he even you know i like the way he's his forwards and he's his bigs you know pascal siakam had some of his best years under nick nurse and Maybe he can even unlock a side of Embiid that we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Just, and just these little things. Yeah, Embiid has talked about how you know in Toronto, like Nick Nurse used to give him a ton of problems on defense. Do you remember Embiid even had a zero point game against Toronto at yeah. one? And Embiid has already talked about Nick Nurse has kind of explained to him why we did these things to you, why we think we can exploit that. Hopefully, I know Embiid's coming off an MVP year. I don't think he's going to win the award again, but with a different kind of voice and just, let's face it, more of like a leader, a motivator. Because everyone talks about how Doc was a player's coach. I think Nick Nurse is a player's coach too, but also, because he has that personality, but he also, he's just a smarter, you know, more well-adjusted coach to the current NBA. And I, like you're saying, I think, what do you think about Embiid this year? Because people want to talk about, well, Sixers keep losing the playoffs. Could he, could he leave in a couple of years? He's playing the Olympics this year. Could he talk to some of these other star players, try to try to make a, you know, try to get himself traded in a few years? I'm not convinced, but it is a concern. Like, do you think Nurse can keep Embiid in Philadelphia? Do you think he can turn the tide or do you think it's kind of ticking clock? Like, what's your outlook on Embiid? I think it all depends. So, okay, here's two circumstances. So, obviously, if we go further than the second round, 
I think he's, he'll stay that's a given. But mm-hmm. if we end up unfortunately losing in the second round again, it depends why. You know, if if it was Nick Nurse was the reason, maybe he he leaves, maybe Embiid like you know is inclined to leave. But if it's really like okay, we we tried and we're just not there. We need a piece. I think he'll be willing to stay and willing to you know put in the work, which you know he's been doing for his whole career in Philadelphia. He I mean he is the process. Yeah. So <laughs> does he want to complete the process in Philly? I would hope so. And that's what I want to see. And I think so far that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. I don't think these, you know, rumors of him leaving are we should give it too much, you know, credit right now. But I think it's definitely something to keep an eye on, just depending on how our season goes and how it ends. The goal is to build around him, not to get too many stars on one team. So like if we were to let Harden and Tobias leave and we bring in, you know, one or two big caliber guys. Have, like we've seen this before with the Nets and Phoenix mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work like what you need and I keep going back to this is depth and that's why I like the moves we did this year but say we get rid of Tobias and we get rid of Harden I think we sign one guy that can just play well with Embiid and Maxi because don't forget that we have him mm-hmm. I think you know th- he's got to play well with both of those guys and then we sign depth and then we really just build like a system around Embiid like he is the system so once we do that, like we've seen that with, you know, Giannis and the Bucks, and they just went out and got Dame and now they're the title favorites. So if we can do something like that, where Embiid just continues his dominance like Giannis has, and then we go get a player that compliments him so well, just like Dame does to Giannis, I think, boom, I think we're right back in it. Right. I like, think that's what we just, need. Don't just sign like anyone who's on the market if they're exactly. not going to be perfect. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's definitely a good outlook because a, a guy a lot of people have talked about is Siakam because he he's friends with Embiid, played with Nurse. I go back and forth. I don't know if he's a perfect fit with Embiid or not because on the one hand he's, you know, he has the playmaking, but at the same time, I don't know. He, like they both are, you know, mid-range scorers, they play down low, they're both bigger guys. He does have that ball handling, but I would I would hope for a guard. I just don't know how they're going to pull that off. So I guess it's Maxi though. The thing about you mentioned, like, don't forget about Maxi. We can talk about him too. This season, like he's so young. Like he was he was not the first pick in the draft. He wasn't supposed to be, you know, a superstar right away, but he's already elevated himself to be so great. But now with Harden potentially leaving and with the Sixers in this state of flux, like we're talking about trying to keep him bead, it's like he's got to be better than even the best that people could have expected. Like best case scenario, he's kind of already met it. He needs to be better than what the best case scenario for him was when we drafted him. What do you want to see him improve upon the most this season? And do you think he can take a leap that quick? Or do you think he needs a few more years before he's, you know, a true all-star like every year kind of guy? I think he can make a really big jump this year, but it all depends on what I want to see, which is, I want to see him take over games, if that makes sense. So, you know, when you're watching the Sixers throughout the year, there are those games where Embiid's just kind of in a slump and he can't get out of it. And then Harden tries to take over and he can't get out of it. And then, you know, this happened last year. Maxi tried to take over and he's just not there yet. I need to see him take over. That's what I want. I want him to, you know, drive to the lane, get a bucket, go back on defense. Boom. I want him to pull up from three. Boom. Like, I want to be watching this and be like, dang, Embiid's just not it right now. But Maxi's going off and that's why we're winning. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see at least a couple games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what we need for him. There's games where he does that, but there's so many times with Harden, and it's not that Harden – when Harden's playing well, like, it's fine that he's shooting, but 
to me, Maxi's the guy here long term, and you need you want him to get comfortable with the ball in his hands like all the time. Like he, to me, he's gonna need to be the guard who brings up the ball, scores. You know, he's gonna have to get better as a passer. I'm not expecting a huge jump from in that department this year. I think that'd be a lot to ask, but a lot of the times it was hard in setting setting him up, and that works. But that also makes it like there's games where Maxi starts super hot, you know, maybe he has 10 points in the first quarter. But then because of the way the team works with Harden and B being such ball-dominant players, like, you know, my dad even talks to me about this a lot. Like, just where'd Maxi go? Why is he, like, why is he only taking two shots in the two quarters since then? So I agree with you. I think he needs to, you know, some people say, well, Maxi does take over games. He does, but not like every week. He'll have his big performances, but then there's other times where, where it doesn't work out. And there's the whole thing where, you know, he broke his foot and then Doc was trying to bring him off the bench when he came back. That would, that didn't work. So I agree. I think Maxi just got it. He's got to get comfortable be, being a true every game high scoring option. I think we need him to be, you know, 23, 24 game this year. I agree. Do you think that he's capable of taking a defensive leap as well? Because everyone talks about his, he's short, but the cut he's a he's a workaholic like he's always running around out there we saw you know fred van vliet i know he's probably never gonna be fred van vliet on defense but nurse helped a short point guard like that become a great defender i just think maxi's got a great work ethic and i don't know i expect that as these years progress i think he can get better on that side of the ball too i think his motor is perfect for the defensive mindset that you want from your point guard and i think you know you said that Van or that um, Nick Nurse helped Van Lee unlock his defensive potential. I think, you know, in just one year under Nick Nurse, that that's possible just because of how defensive minded Nurse is and how aggressive he is on defense. I do think it's possible. And, you know, I just really want to see him just take over games, both offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Like, I want him to be the guy that we don't have to worry about. Like, I worry about Harden, I worry about. Um, Tobias sometimes because yeah. sometimes he's just frozen. I have no idea what's going on. And mm-hmm. then sometimes I worry about Embiid if he, if he can stay healthy or if, you know, I feel like a lot of times with Embiid, there's there's a, a worry about if he's going to try as hard. And I feel like I felt that in a Celtic series sometimes. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I just, I don't want to have to worry about Maxi. Like I want that to be the piece that we don't have to worry about. And if both him and Embiid can, can make me do that, then I have a lot of faith for next year, depending on how the season goes. Yeah, I, I that's the thing. And you bring up the Embiid in the playoffs. Are you at all concerned? Hmm. Not that, like, obviously he'll be a star. Like, w- that's not going to go away. Is there any doubt in your mind that he can be the best player on a championship team? Do you still think he can do that? Or do you? Th- did last year yet another playoff exit? Has that started to have – you, have you lost any confidence in him? Uh, not necessarily. I think he was more frustrated with – the way the games were going, not that we didn't have a chance, if that makes sense. Like, I think he knew that it was just over against the Celtics. Like, I I don't, I forget what what point it was, but there was a point in one of the later games where I was like, yeah, we're just not winning because I could just feel like how they started out the game. I was like, we're not winning. Like we're not winning the series. And I think if, if, we can get that fire in us. Like we had a fire for about two weeks straight. Like, I don't really know what was going on, but we had a fire and then just went out. Mm-hmm. I think we just, just need that. We just need, and I think those players, like there's one moment in the Celtic series where PJ Tucker went over to Embiid 
Yeah. And 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 he like talked some sense into him, you know, motivated him. And we ended up winning that game. And it was a huge game. And I think we brought in so many players like that, like Pat Bev. We brought in Danny Green, who I think has that veteran presence. We still have PJ Tucker, who I yeah. I, I think he's a fan favorite now, honestly. But yeah. we just like we have those guys who are willing to put it in. We just can't have other people mainly hard <laughs> if I want to say that. Yeah. Who you know will drag it down. Like we need to just light this fire inside of us and go. I completely I that's what we need. I completely agree. I, I'm glad you said that because Embiid, like he gave up. And I've heard some people give up on him, just say, like, well, clearly he doesn't care. Clearly he's not motivated when the championship, he just rolls over like that. I agree, like, with that to a degree where it's unacceptable that the MVP, like you said, you know, he you felt as a fan on the cat, like, yeah, the game's getting away from us. And that's okay to feel as a fan. Like we've seen it before. If you're the MVP, you can't be doing that. You're the one who's got to lock in and and you know you can't you can't just go with Harden you can't go with the crowd and just give up which is we've seen Harden do that many times and B didn't normally do that in other playoff series but this year this past year he did and I think you know we talked about Nurse already but like you said all those guys you named I mean Melton as well Melton's a great you know he he brings the fire Mo Bamba's his workout buddy his friend like they've just built this good group around him uh coaching players etc that it really does give me optimism that maybe this is the year it clicks. Like he might never have had a good coach yet. I love Brett Brown, but like, I think he was more of a good guy than good coach. And doc, we know, we know, we know the book on doc. We don't need to talk about him again. This, this, this really could be the year where maybe it's not the stats, but maybe this is Embiid's up to this point, his best year, just as a, as a complete asset, as a complete player. And hopefully that, hopefully just as his teammates, you know, try to motivate him, then he can motivate them on the court and make them better. That's the key to me, Harden or not, for this team being good. And I, I, I think it's really possible. I think it's really possible. Now, with that in mind, you know, you, you talk about that, lighting that fire. Do you think that's at all going to help us in the postseason? I already talked about Boston and Milwaukee. What's your take on the playoffs this year? What's your outlook? Because I just can't. I don't see a world where they where they beat those two teams, but I'm interested. Do you do you have any any optimism at all that this could break our way? I think biggest goal for the season in general is just to make the playoffs. And once we get there, I think we can light a fire where we're going to surprise some people. It's like take it like the Phillies. Like this year, they were they weren't that good in in, in the regular season. Like. There's kind of worries, you know, uh, we're not really playing that well. Once we got to the postseason, boom, like it's like a, a, a switch flipped mm-hmm. and we're playing lights out right now. Yeah. Like, I, I really think that this team has that capability. If they just we need to get there to the playoffs and we need to remain focused. And I think the coach and the players that we have around us are going to help us to do that. Yeah, no, I like I, I don't disagree. I just. Like I look, I just don't think they can beat them. I don't know. It's but maybe Nurse is the key because I mean Missoula. Everybody knows the book on him. I mean, he was pretty bad for Boston last year, and the Sixers almost beat Boston. Like they're just they're a game seven rollover and a Jason Tatum fourth quarter explosion away from beating Boston. I know that sounds like sour grapes, but it's just the truth. Like through five games of that series, I feel like we were the better team. I I feel 100%. like. Yeah, I feel like we're the better team. So now Boston got a lot better, but 
maybe maybe there is maybe there is something to nurse. To me, my big thing, just the takeaway message I would have for this projection is just maybe this is not the year, but the the goal should be like we talked about, just making Embiid feel confident that Philadelphia is the place where he can actually complete that process, like you said, win a championship. Because if Nurse and Maxi and Maury and just some of these bench guys, like if they if they show that we're finally, you know, after all the nonsense with Harden, with Simmons, with the the burner accounts, like at faults, everything, all this nonsense, if they can just if they can just put together a normal basketball team with a good coach and a good roster. And maybe it is like this coming off season. That's when they finally make that one last move where maybe finally they can actually compete with the top of the conference, compete for a championship. They Like they've been a one seed last year with Harden and Embiid. You thought they were great. So I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, but maybe just now is this is finally where it can all make sense. Oh, I, I really hope so. And, to your point about Boston, I, I feel like they lost some of their key, like, like you wouldn't think they're key players, but they are. They're like leaders. Marcus Smart, I really, yes. Yeah, that's a good word. Like, Marcus Smart, I really look at that. And when I saw that trade, I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> he was extremely annoying in that Sixers series. He almost won them a couple games at the buzzer in that Sixers right. series. Like He was really good. He, yeah, he was really good in that series. Like, yeah. They they lost a couple guys like that. I, I th- did they lose Brogdon? Yeah, six man of the year. Yeah, yeah this, right. So they they lost a couple guys like this, and I don't know. I feel like we have the chance to compete with them just solely based off of that because they're kind of in our shoes where they were. Like they have these like good players and these star players, but are they going to gel? Are they going to work together? Is their coach you know there? Like they could potentially be facing some of the same issues we faced for the past year, year or two. You know what I mean? And so, think about it, like, Porzingis has had injuries. I don't want Porzingis to get hurt. I like Porzingis. He had a really good Oh, hit. no. But it's just the truth. He's missed a lot of time. Horford's, like, 35, 36 now. If those guys aren't, like, perfect, and, and Bede's going to – I mean, Bede would probably have a good series regardless, but I, I would like to see Embiid really take it to their front court because I think he can. The Bucks is where you get in trouble. Brooke and Giannis, that's trouble for Embiid, but – that's where that's where Maxi's got to come in. That's where the role players got to come in. So, I don't know. For me, right now, the Bucks—they're my pick to win the East. Oh, absolutely. I, I think they're. I, I, I just think they're going to win the title. To be okay. honest. Yeah, I think I would still go with Denver, but it's close. I mean, Damon Giannis are the best duo in the league. It's not really up for debate in my eyes. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? That would be another great thing. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe we lose to Milwaukee. But think about after all the trouble the Boston's gave us. Maybe some way, somehow, they pull an upset over Boston. And maybe that's the thing that's like, okay, we finally got over this small little hiccup. Maybe now, like, we made the conference finals. Maybe now we're part- starting to build momentum. I feel like I'm delusional. I feel like I'm I'm talking myself into this for the seventh year in a row. But there's real concerns about Boston. I, like like you said, like, there's they have question marks too. They're probably better than us, especially with Harden's drama. But they're not perfect. They're not perfect either. I do think they're better than us, but the thing about question marks is that they can make a good team, a really good team, seem worse than they are. And that's honestly what's been happening to the Sixers the past couple of years, <laughs> just with all these question marks floating around. Like we've had good, solid teams that can make runs, and then we just collapse because of the question marks in question. Yeah. Like I think it's it's really 
because we just need a year without distractions, basically. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess going into it with Harden isn't really that promising for that. But say he like starts playing the whole season, maybe we trade him at the deadline. That's promising. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like we said, I get that's the key. Just to just to wrap up, just to to put it all together. I think that that Harden trade is the key for not only if this team's gonna be able to surprise in the playoffs, but also like we said, long term outlook with Embiid. Like I, I think Embiid loves Philadelphia, but at a certain point, like you gotta think about your legacy. And I just want I want the Sixers to put him in a position where he feels like his legacy should be remembered as a Philadelphia guy. Like Charles Barkley, another Sixers legend. Great on the Sixers for so many years, but where did he really? Where did he win MVP and make the finals in Phoenix? At the end of the day, his four years in Phoenix were better than his decade with the Sixers. I don't want. I don't want that outcome. So that's what I think the Sixers got to do this season. Yeah, I don't want Embiid to be kind of forgotten because I think when you look back and say twenty years from now, if if his career ended right now, he won an MVP. He was really good for like three years. There's not really too much else that he's leaving behind. Like I want him to leave behind something. I, I want him to get a ring and I yeah. want it to be with us. Like I want that to be possible. I agree. I agree. So that's, that's pretty much going to do it for this edition of trust the podcast. It's just, that's the thing we're trying to complete the process. It feels like we keep having to, you know, the Sixers keep having to ask the fans to be patient, but maybe just maybe, <laughs> I can't believe I keep saying this, but maybe this is the year they finally start to move in the right direction. Maybe this is the year it all makes sense. Maybe it's possible. We'll see. Anything's possible, like Kevin Garnett. Anything is. All right, Darren, thank you so much for joining me today to preview this Sixers season. I'm really I'm really interested. Not excited necessarily, but interested to see how That's this That's a good way goes. to put it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for joining me, and thank you all for listening to this edition of Trust the Podcast. Sixers start the season on the 24th against the Bucks. Uh, That's going to be an interesting matchup too. So thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify and Apple if you aren't already. And other than that, go Sixers. I'll catch you next time.